Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast. This is episode 331 for entertainment. I'm Tony, and with, we, with me we've got Off-Road Andy. Hello. We are, uh, no Sean tonight. Sean is uh, unavailable this evening. He's got uh, other things going on, and this is a uh, weird week, kind of, because it's the holidays. We had 4th of July yesterday, and so we're recording a day later than normal. Uh, and also, we're a man shorter than normal, but uh, nonetheless, we will bring you guys the greatness of entertainment. We also had our sports podcast that you guys can listen to that we recorded before this. So please subscribe, tell a friend, and uh, just keep spreading the good word because uh, we are great people and we love giving you guys the good entertainment, good sports news, and uh, I promise you'll love us. But uh, Anyway, we uh, let's kick things off. Uh, we got some Greta Gerwig news, Andy. Yes, is that how you say it? Yes, you got it. So uh, she is the writer director of the upcoming Barbie film, which is cool. kicking off soon, right? Is this weekend couple, or next couple, weekend? A couple weeks from now, and it is uh, doing really well in pre-sales. It's going to be a big hit because I think people oh, are just women, interested. Uh, in people it. love Barbie. I've been hearing all sorts of things it's about just, how excited yeah. people are, and it's also it's a great. Barbie Ken Punch too. You've got uh, you got people you know. Too. Yeah, you've got uh, Ryan Gosling and uh, why am I blanking on the girl's name? Even though she's super sexy, uh, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie, of, yeah. Uh, Babylon recently. Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street, of course. Her, I think that's where she was debuted. debuted. Yeah, pretty pretty big one, right there. Um, so she's she's Barbie. That's it's gonna be a big hit. <laughs> Um, and it's going to save the movie industry, maybe, because they need it right now. But, um, <laughs> yeah, Greta Gerwig, the writer-director of that film, uh, she's already got a couple new projects lined up, which uh, I don't know if I'm too excited about that. But um, she is going to be doing a couple Narnia movies for Netflix, which uh, I had to do some research because I'm like, I'm not a, I'm not a Narnia guy. Never read those books. <clears throat> never watched yeah, those movies yeah, that came actually, out. Actually, I don't know if I ever saw the Narnia movies. Um, I know the books are big uh, for kids. and it, I mean, It's been around for... 50 years or something, but those are big books. I just never got into it. We had Harry Potter, and I think it just killed that whole franchise. Um, but they did make... I had to do the research. They did make three of those movies in the 2000s, so starting in 2005, of course. Um, and what do you think of when you think of the Chronicles of Narnia movie? Oh, the fucking uh, Andy Samberg. Exactly. And, uh, the Chronicles of Narnia. It made a career. That might be not. why I think I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> It now made, that I really think about it, I don't know if I have seen it. I think I've just, like, I feel like I've seen it because Andy Samberg and The Lonely Island were just so good at that. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that that hit. That made a career. It, it wasn't anyone who worked on the it, movie. I think, is that the same clip, too, where they they, they went to the theater and they're like, they act, answer so fast it was scary when the crowd stood up when they screened Matthew Perry? <laughs> yeah, the chronic what? Coles of Narnia. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, that, that first movie, I guess, was a big hit. So that was 2005. That's how long ago. It's like it was. a big like storybook film, right? Um, Where like he's like flying on like some sort of dragon or it's something. Fantasy, yeah. You know, it's like Lord of the Rings, but for kids. <clears throat> but I'm saying we had Harry Potter, which was Lord of the Rings, but for kids in a yeah. way. Well, we also had, um, we had Harry Potter and uh, Lord of the Rings at the same time. We did, yeah. Um, but it is still a big deal to some people. It's still kids still read, it, I guess. Um, but they never finished making them. They made three of them, and they got successively less successful. So eventually they just gave up on it. And I guess Netflix bought the rights to it a few years back. Um, and that's what they've hired to, to at least do a couple of them. So I don't know what that means. Are they going to redo the first movie again, even though that was less than 20 years ago? The other, the other side is if this is a kid's project, 20 years is a long fucking time. And that's not a big deal to remake it. But um, 
yeah, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd rather see her make other things. She made indie movies before this, before Barbie, and now she's doing... It's great that she's doing a big comedy with you know good actors and everything, but move on to Narnia. I'm not interested. Obviously, it's not for me. There's Yeah, not me either. It's a kid's thing, but... Um, you know, good for her. I'm sure she's going to get paid. Netflix pays people. That's that's the thing that Netflix is known for, is they pay the top level talent. So, um, but that was sadly that's like the only news I was able to find from this week. Not a big news. Yeah, week. I think it's tough with the holiday. When there's a holiday involved, yeah, like everybody's true. just yeah. on like their own planet. Like it's weird. Like the work week's weird, especially because it was like we had work Monday, or at least I did. I don't know about you, but oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. No work on Tuesday, and then now here we are on Wednesday. We had work, and then it's like you blink, and tomorrow's already Thursday, and you're back to the weekend again. You're like, what just happened? Yeah, so it's it's weird. It's a weird week. These companies do consider that stuff. That it is oh, all yeah, about no. being in the news cycle, and because no one's watching stuff on like weeks like this. Because people have family in town, they're doing stuff, they're traveling. It's it's this is just one of those weird weeks, and that's that's really when it feels like summer too is Fourth of July. Like that's when it feels like it's oh, the yeah. kickoff well, of summer. Well, for me, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna talk about our Fourth of July. But yeah, we are. Yeah, for me. Fourth of July always was a little sad, and I would go back and try to do the math, and I'm like, I was a dumb kid for that. I always felt like Fourth of July was like, shit, summer's almost over. I got to go back to school pretty soon. But really, I still yeah, have another really two was months. The start of summer, yeah, that's but when you really realize it always was here. like, oh man, I'm on the back half of summer. But no, I wasn't. It was still the first half of summer. Yeah, but it did feel. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, no, for you're sure. So, you're so dreading it. Like, but I, I didn't think about that. Yeah, we we should get into how our Fourth of July's went. Uh, how was how was your Fourth of July? Because I know, like, we've talked about it before on the podcast that last year on Fourth of July, you had a few drinks to yourself and ended yeah. up like throwing up or something. I, I but uh, how did that go this year? Did we? Uh, so I did not get a repeat of I did last not year. Bring over a, a bottle of whiskey or anything. Okay, very good. Last time, um, I did have. A salty margarita. Oh, very good. I put too much salt. We're at here or at your parents' house? At my or? parents' house. So I just went over. I brought some some food over and grilled it because, you know, I live in an apartment. There are grills here, but <clears throat> I just don't engage with and that. I'm sure they'd be busy on a... Maybe. Or they're always empty. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I went over there to, to grill it and had some sausages. You, you had a, a half a sausage. I know. I just had one. We, uh, we took a half time here between yeah. episodes, and uh, it was a great sausage. Yeah. Um, so anything else exciting? Light off any fireworks? See any fireworks? No, it, it seemed to still be going pretty hard, though. Oh, um, no, it was going hard all night. I, I, was, uh, I mean, this this complex sounded like a war zone. Oh, Not yeah. because anything was going on here, but because of far away, bouncing oh, yeah. all the walls. It was. I thought it was Geraldo Rivera reporting on, on the war <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, went to, uh, I went to the Orange Park Acres Parade in the morning with a couple friends. Uh, met up with... Uh, a yeah. few other friends, uh, one of the old friends of the podcast, Wrecking Ball Joe, All right, yeah. met up with him, and uh, we went to, uh, after we did the parade, we went to uh, his roommate's uh, parents live in Orange Park Acres, and we went to their friend's house, which was a little party. A couple high school friends of mine showed up, which I hadn't seen in a while, so it was good to see them. One of the guys didn't even recognize me because he introduced himself to me because I've got this big mustache now, and I was like, no, I'm... Anthony, I went to high school and middle school with you, and he was like, oh, my God. He's like, dude, I did not even recognize you. And I'm like, but it's been like 15 years. I mean, you or 10 yeah. years. It's like you don't recognize people. Uh, we had a good time. But let me tell you something. Uh, this house I was at, nice house, Orange Park Acres, people that are listening that know the area, it's a, it's a nice neighborhood. And uh, they had a nice half-court what were you gonna say something? I think I had a Fourth of July there once. At, oh uh, yeah, no, you definitely have the uh, producer Luke. Yeah, no, you definitely family. have. Um, 
It's been a while since they've lived there, though. Yeah, this one house I went to, though, they had a little half-court basketball hoop, so I played horse with a, an 18-year-old and then Wrecking Ball Joe, and I, I did win the game of horse, which is probably no shock to you guys. No, I'm kidding, but... Uh, what was a shock to me though, was waking up this morning and my ribs were hurting and I was like, why? And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Because I haven't done that motion of shooting in so long. And I'm almost 33 years old and it's unfortunate. And I was shooting long shots. I mean, I probably shot that ball at least a hundred plus times. You know what I mean? Like we, we were out there for like 30, 45 minutes and, uh, it's upsetting, you know, to like, be like, I'm just shooting and why are my ribs sore? Like, I feel like I got like hit with a baseball bat in the side and my ribs this morning. But no, it was uh, it was just shooting hoops for uh, 45 minutes. But uh, well, it happens. Will, it's the hard reality. I will speak when I when I when I talk to Sean this week offside off outside of the podcast. He did say he's renewing his commitment to dunking. So, oh, oh, very good talk about basketball training. He's going to dunk. He's, he's, that's his goal. You know? Okay, very good. He's, he's, he's focused. He's got his mind clear. <laughs> oh, very good. And it's, it's one of his goals, so. Oh, we hope to see it. And if we will, we'll yeah. film it. We'll, we'll get back on the Instagram. We have an actual, we actually do have an Instagram that I, I need to get back in charge of. Well, I was thinking we need to get on threads. Yeah, we need to be on social media. You know what? We haven't so, done it in a while. So, Facebook slash Instagram released their Twitter competitor this week or something? Threads? Threads. I've never so heard. I, of that. I need to look into it because uh, yeah. yeah, maybe we'll get more information to you guys next week. Yeah, but uh, it was it was all around good for Then after that, we went to uh, Wrecking Ball Joe's house um, and he his roommates and stuff. And then the the night came in and uh, they had a bunch of people over. It was a good time and they were lighting off mortars. But the cool thing is, is Joe lives in the hills in Santa Ana, like Cowan Heights uh, skyline area, and you could just see fireworks just all throughout it was it was pretty awesome my grandfather lives down the street so i mean i've seen it before but it's pretty cool pretty cool and uh so overall yeah good fourth it was a good fourth uh you know good time um that's completely fiction tony's just making a good story um there was no illegal activity going on at all for Uh, any of these people well we were technically his address is in santa Ana. okay so that's allowed actually then never mind it was and i work in villa park where it's allowed but yeah. in orange, orange, no, yeah, uh, no. But so, you know what's so funny about you bringing that up? Didn't give a shit. Is that uh, my uh, my uh, stepdad is a uh, former Santa Ana cop. He's been retired for like ten years. Obviously, in Santa Ana, it is legal. But he even said like you can't stop it. There's no way to patrol it because everybody's doing it. So it's like you've got to just basically watch for the guys that are, just make sure they're not going to blow their hands off. When I was uh, leaving my parents' house, I was backing up out of the driveway, and there was one that went off pretty close in like a backyard somewhere. I thought I like killed a kid or something hmm. or hit a landmine it the flash in the back the rear window and then the noise i was like horrified and i got out of the car and i'm like okay that was just a firework right yeah that was and then a big good. ass duck came out of a tree what the fuck horrified. a big a duck out of a tree huh it even the ducks like, are scared <laughs> i was like oh shit <laughs> yeah no it's, it was a good time but you know what fourth of july is always a blast so uh no pun intended but uh yeah it was a good time so what uh i guess uh so we should move on to some some trailers yeah, there is a big one. We want to talk about America. This is an American story from an American film director starring really American heroes. Mm, uh, but very they good. put out a real trailer this time for Killers of the Flower Moon, the newest Scorsese movie uh, starring Leo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro. So if you are not sold by me just saying those words, then fuck off. Because, <laughs> yeah, um, Scorsese, DiCaprio, I mean, that's yeah. So this trailer, the, the first little clip they showed before, it's like, okay, this is going to be like a historical drama Seeing this trailer, like, oh yeah, this is a Scorsese movie. There are gangsters shooting people. 
De Niro's talking about doing crimes and making money, and I'm like, all right, yeah, you got me, you got me. I mean, they already had me, but like just seeing that, like, oh yeah, this is a real Scorsese movie. Um, I'm I'm thrilled. Um, so that'll be coming out this fall. Um, it'll be in theaters and it'll be on Apple Apple TV. So uh, good for you, Steve Jobs from the grave, still making movies. <laughs> Very good, Steve yeah. Jobs. Speaking of American heroes, right there, um, or whatever you want to think of them, an American. Icon, right? That's fair to say. Who? Steve Jobs? Steve Jobs. Yeah. Oh, you know, definitely. I mean, he's got like three films that were made on his like yeah. autobiography or like they something made, like that or his biography. They made nine documentaries, 45 novels, and yeah, three different films. Um, but yeah, that's it's a it's a nice trailer. I, I do like that. Leo doesn't really act that much, um, but he always comes back for these ones. And, you know, De Niro, who, I mean, there's a sad story about De Niro this week that is... is grandchild died so we were talking about we were making fun of him joking about he's having a new kid he's old enough of course to be a grandfather and he had a a grandchild died so that's pretty rough yeah that is rough yeah that's never easy especially being a grandfather to see your grandchild die i mean i had uh, about parents losing their children but you think of you're 80 year old and you see a young person uh, yeah i know that's that is rough that is rough yeah well uh I guess this is this really is going to be a quick entertainment because we we one. normally uh, Sean uh, is not here tonight as we mentioned at the beginning. Him and Andy are the big ones that bring the news. Like I sometimes bring about what I did over the weekend, which you know Fourth of July we already talked about. So th- this uh, unfortunately this uh, is going to go quick, but uh, we knew that coming in. So Andy actually had a a little thing he wanted to talk about about his uh, since we are in the month of July. That means we're a little bit past halfway through the 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 uh, the year. And so Andy wanted to give you guys his top 10 uh, movies of uh, 2023 so far, Andy. So uh, we'll give you the stage. You want to start from 10 and go down to one? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start that way. So there's a little suspense. Although I think I told everyone when I saw this movie, this is my number one movie. So maybe there isn't as much suspense. If you're listening. If you're yeah, attention. it's for the diehards. Uh, no, if you're just, well, this is your first episode. This is a great little list of. Uh, and also Andy is a very, very, movies. very big movie guy. So if this is your first time listening, you should probably take note of the movies he's uh, yeah. mentioning here because. This is every th- genre. He, this is 10. Type of movie. Yeah. And this is 10 movies. And this guy watches about 10 movies a week. So <laughs> yeah. times that um, by four and then times that by another six. I think six. I do have the list. I think I have watched like 60 plus or something. I believe it. I mean, on this it's year. been six months. I mean, 60 yeah. plus. You're easily watching 10 movies a month. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just movies that are released this year. And there's all the old stuff I'm watching. Oh, too, shit. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, let's start us off, Andy. What was number 10 so far for you in 2023? So number 10 is a movie I think you've actually seen. I have so seen this movie. That's pretty cool, but... Uh, it's Air, Ben Affleck's uh, Good Air. Good movie. Definitely top 10 worthy. It is It is a fun movie. It's, talking about America, this is an American story of just... It involves one of the greatest American heroes of our lifetimes, of course, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, of course. Just, But he's really more of a driver of the story than he is a character. Yeah, the, uh, uh, It's really the, about the, another Bautista, guy. Batista, right? Was, the guy, was that his name? Batista that Matt Damon played? <laughs> it's... Uh, <laughs> I can't remember. It was an Italian name. We should should type it in, because I'm pretty sure it was close to Batista. I just don't want to look like an absolute fool here. It was a... uh, Okay, I just looked at (laughs) Yeah, we're... uh, What are you doing to me? There it is. Normaritas is not in the air. Sonny, okay, wow, I was way off. Sonny... Sonny Vaccaro. Vaccaro. Who's Batista, then? Uh, The actor? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, either. Wow, holy shit. Ignore that, then, huh? But, yeah, just just a fun movie even though like it's not a comedy it is fun and uh, david falk the agent great great character i really really love that performance but 
Um, this is on Amazon. If you have Amazon Prime, there's no reason you shouldn't watch it. Um, you don't need to be a basketball fan. I think it does help hearing some of the references, but it's just a, it's a fun business movie. I know some people have problems with these business movies because it's like, oh, you're selling out to the business or something. It, it, it's not, that's not what it is. It's, it's, it's a good time. Um, number nine, I have Past Lives, which I think I talked about last week. It's an A24 drama um, about a Korean American immigrant and like her relationship with someone from Korea and just trying to keep up with someone from the old country and being an American now. It's a very, very interesting movie. Um, this is a recent movie. It's not available to stream anywhere. Um, it'll probably be available for rental soon, but um, you'd have to go find it at some local theater, but it's probably not very, not at many places still. But um, yeah, keep it out, past lives. Uh, I think there's a decent chance this will be a Oscar nominee at the end of the year. Uh, number eight, I've got Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Ooh. So I did not think this would be in my uh, top 10 when I first saw this trailer. I don't give a shit about Dungeons and Dragons. I like some nerdy stuff. I've never been into... Well, I've also heard that a lot of the guys that set the sports betting lines are guys that play Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's very smart, analytical guys. Dungeons and Dragons, I believe, has the 20-sided die. So you're dealing with 20-sided probabilities, that kind of stuff. I imagine, yeah, that, that makes sense that you're trying to deal with those kind of probabilities. Um, but this is a fun action heist comedy uh, with Chris Pine, who who is... Very funny. You think of always the guy from Star Trek or something. He's 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 more than capable of doing comedy. Um, so this is yeah, very very funny movie. Um, it's on Paramount Plus right now. If you have that, you can check it out. Um, there's some special effects, so a little weird. You just got to deal with it. It is trying to do a fantasy thing. Um, but yeah, it's not. It, I don't think it's the biggest budget movie, but it, it is a, a sizable budget and it, it's it's fun. Hugh Grant as the villain. It's good stuff. Uh, number seven, I have Creed 3. Uh, this is available on Amazon Prime as well. Um, this is a whole lot of fun. I think it's the... Nah, I wouldn't say it's the best of the Creed franchise. It's better than Creed 2. Uh, Creed 1 is, is, is very good. Um, tough to top, but... Um, there's a little bit of a black mark with this movie, and that one of the reasons it's so great is the performance of Jonathan Majors. Um, who's playing the antagonist, which he's such a good antagonist that you're really kind of rooting for him, I think, more than rooting for Creed. Um, you get that sometimes in movies yeah. where you're, you're actually kind of cheering for the villain. You're like, no. it's not a bad villain. I need to rewatch this again to see how that works. Is because Jonathan Majors is in a big legal scandal right now. Um, he was accused of assaulting his girlfriend. Uh, multiple people have come out and said, yeah, he's been abusive on set. And that That's kind of why stuff. they filmed him for this movie. So... Yeah, but that's what he's, he's a very sympathetic bad guy in the movie. And like I said, you're agreeing with him. Now, if you watch it now with what you know, maybe you see a little different. I mean, he is, I mean, he, he plays an ex-con in the movie who basically lost his boxing career to, to a jail sentence. And now that he's out, he just wants to get back in. And um, yeah, I really love this movie. But I, that is a, an aspect of it is, yeah, the Jonathan Majors part of it. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. He's, you know, claims his innocence and stuff. And um, if I was going to bet, I'd say Jonathan Major's career is he's going to be in smaller action movies for the rest of life and never get in big movies again. Um, but he's, he's very talented. It's a great performance. So if you can get past that. Uh, number six, Bo is Afraid. This is the wildest movie of the year. Three hours long. 
Joaquin Phoenix says <laughs> a crazy man. It's it's an adventure. I I think I said I don't know if I can recommend it to anyone. You just have to uh, have faith that and patience. Like there's not there's not a satisfying narrative here. It just a bunch of weird shit happening, and I think it's interesting. You've got like Nathan Lane in this. And you're like, okay, Nathan Lane. Yeah, I love uh, the little Lion King guy. What's his name? But whatever, you know who he is. Simba. The other one. <laughs> Mufasa. The, not a lion. The Scar. I said not a lion. Hyenas. <laughs> Pumbaa. The other one. What was the other Timon. one? Timon. That's it. Timon. That's it. Yeah, Nathan Lane. That he's the little guy. Um, it's like yeah, he's in he's in everything, you know, but. Uh, He's funny, but also playing a serious guy. It's it's a wild movie. Uh, number five, we got Sanctuary. Um, fucked up sexual thriller, all taking place in one hotel room over one night. Uh, I found this movie fascinating. Um, really liked the, the two leads. There's really only two people in the whole movie, uh, but I really liked their performances. Um, this is probably will be on Hulu at some point. Um, it's from Neon Films, which most of their stuff goes to Hulu. Um, but it is available to rent for like seven bucks or something. One of those things. Um, how to blow up a pipeline. That's number four. Also a neon thing. Also will probably be on Hulu at some point, but not yet. Uh, this is just a great heist movie, um, about some young people who decide to blow up a pipeline in Texas. <laughs> and yeah, the, why the not title, when you're bored, the, the title tells you what it is. And, um, it's a, yeah about their backstories, why they have the motivation. It's, it's, um, different characters from across the country. They all have their own motivation for doing this and they come together um, to put this plan together. And it's just, it's thrilling. Uh, really, really good stuff there. Uh, number three is Blackberry. Um, probably the hardest I've laughed at any movie this year. Love Glenn Howerton as the asshole business executive. Um, and just, yeah, a subject that interests me. Uh, tech, but also companies that succeed and fail. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, this is available to rent right now I think for seven bucks again. Um, I don't know if that'll be a, a streamer. I don't know if there's a deal for that, but if you do see it, definitely worth watching. It's 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 very funny. Um, now we're getting to the top two, and you know I said I, this is a, a varied list of different genres and stuff. These top two movies are big blockbusters in my in my mind. So number two is John Wick Chapter Four. This is the best of the series. Three hours long. They just keep topping themselves. Um, I do need to buy this movie because I need to watch it again. It is available, but um, I did buy it, and then Best Buy canceled my order, so I need to figure out what's going on there. Um, <laughs> so I think they sold out of the special edition, whatever was going on there. But, um, yeah, this movie just keeps going. It's almost like it could be like a TV show, and then it's just there's like nine locations they go to, and it just keeps topping itself. But, um just amazing action filmmaking and then number one spider-man across the spider-verse i said this is my number one movie like two weeks ago yeah and no, i remember that and it's still number one nothing nothing that i saw well, we still have week. a whole second half you never know yeah, oh yeah it's number one i mean there's gonna be some good 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 horror movies maybe out in october that can change we've your mind got, we got the nun two coming we got exorcist well exorcist, exorcist could be the big one um i hope the nun two is actually good i hope the know? exorcist is good i mean exorcist yeah. is that uh, they say it's the scariest movie of all time and that was because that's got to go, you know, for the date, 1973, when that movie they, came they out. They don't know what they're looking at, yeah. So if you, you have the potential. Here we are 40 years later to, uh, or 50 years later. What is it, 40 or 50? 50. Yeah. Shit, you're right. You have, the, you have the chance to really make something happen. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's amazing to think. I was like, hey, have I been alive 50 years? No, but <laughs> I can still watch a movie from 1973. Yeah, no, definitely. But, yeah, that's that's my top 10. I still have some things that I watched <clears throat> this week, including movies that did not make the top 10, but that doesn't mean they're bad. Um, but I talked for a while. Do you want to you take well, on something? Uh, I don't really have much to take on, but I mean, I guess what we can talk about is are we going to get into what we've been watching? That's what I'm saying, yeah. But before we do... Yeah. This part of the episode was brought to you by thecliplessleash.com. All you got to do is plug in promo code Tony. And that is T O N Y to get a, a discount. I'm not even confident what the discount is. I know we talk about it every week, but uh, you get a discount. And it's honestly, it is the dog leash you've been looking for because I've walked dogs, I've walked cats, I've never walked cat, but I've walked dogs. And it's like, a clipless leash sounds pretty fucking badass. And everybody's got a dog these days. You know what I mean? Like everybody does. You walk around. It doesn't matter what time of the day it is. Five in the morning, eight o'clock at night. Somebody's walking a dog. So so back in the day, if you had an apartment, you're just locked out for pets. Oh, yeah. No longer the case. But people sneak the pets in because you know why? Got the clipless leash. <laughs> well, we're not condoning any legal activities. No, we're not. But activities. what we will tell you, though, is if you're going to watch your dog, get him the clipless leash. Uh, go to their website, cliplessleash.com, plug in the promo code Tony that we just said, and uh, you'll get, I think it's like 50% off. Like, it's a good chunk. And I mean, everybody out here has got a dog. I imagine 80 plus percent of our viewers, I'm not confident to say like 80% of our viewers have a dog or they at least know somebody with a dog. I would go as far as say 100% of the people listening know a dog. So uh, let them know, you know, you're going to blink and it's going to be someone's birthday or it's going to be Christmas and you're going to want to get these people a clipless leash. So uh, do it. Plug in the promo code Tony and uh, you will not regret it. But yeah, we're going to get into what we've been watching. Uh, Andy's got a, looks like four things. I've got two things. So Andy, I think I'll let you knock out two and then I'll knock out my last two, I guess, or my only two. But uh, my second one is going to be the one that I'm really going to talk about. And I've got a funny story to go along with it. So, uh, it, it's going to be good. So uh, you, you knock us out a couple here. All right. Well, I got a movie and a show. So new movie here. Uh, Asteroid City, the new Wes Anderson film. Watched this last week. Um, I think it's definitely an improvement over his last one, but it is not what I wanted. So I wanted him to just kind of do a straightforward story, not get into weird framing bullshit. Uh, that is not the case with Asteroid City. It does have a weird framing device of... Uh, Brian Cranston playing kind of like a, a Twilight Zone kind of thing where he's introducing uh, a play, but the play is about the creation of the play of Asteroid City, which is the movie we're watching. It's a little absurd, and I don't know if it's necessary, although it is part of the theme here. Um, but I did like what, we're, what we see uh, when we actually see the movie part of it, um, which is... Uh, a nice little family sci-fi story. Uh, Jason Schwartzman, as a father, takes his, his oldest child and, and his other children to uh, the desert for a science competition. Uh, a, a crater. There's a crater from an asteroid. And uh, there's some other of the other competitors that are there in this little motel. Uh, a little motel run by Steve Carell. Um, this movie has a million people in it. And I think I might be a detriment to it because you're putting like people you know in small roles, so that means they have to like own that little scene 
versus you just put a, like an, a regular working actor in there. You're not like distracted by it. Um, and yeah, the last few Wes Anderson movies have really had these huge casts, and I think maybe he needs to turn away from that. But I think uh, his his logic is like, well, these people are accepting these small roles, so I'm going to do it. Um, but it is good. There's some there's some laughs, uh, interesting characters, and it's just a very nice movie to look at. Like he he's the best at creating these sets, and I mean this desert set is incredible. Just the, the colors he's getting out of it, and all all this stuff. It's just there. It's art. I mean, obviously movies are art, but this is like art in the sense that it's like a painting. Um, just what he's creating on screen is so visually interesting that I think it's worth at least uh, if you if you watch like a if you saw like a picture book of this movie versus seeing the movie, I think mm-hmm. you'd get a lot out of it. Uh, a lot, a lot of great pictures from it. Um, yeah, that's Asteroid City. It's in theaters now. Probably a smaller release. Probably won't be there much longer, but um, it is there. Um, and then the TV show I have here is The Walking Dead Dead City. This is a spinoff of The Walking Dead. Just keeps going. It won't die. It will much, never. Well, they, much the like Walking the Dead don't die. Yeah. yeah, much like the zombies. The franchise won't die. Um, but what I was interested about this one is that it's a six-episode series, and it's that's it. It's over. And the premise here is a couple of the characters in the show have to go to New York City, Manhattan, to uh, find someone who's been kidnapped. And I definitely wanted <clears> to see the creation of Manhattan in this universe because The Walking Dead usually takes place out in like the forest and shit. Small towns, rural rural areas. Uh, seeing like a big city like this is, is new. And uh, I think they've done a good job of, of doing that. Like there's the last episode had a big sequence in Madison Square Garden. Um, that was really cool because I'm thinking like, hmm, all right, the Knicks. Yeah, I like the Knicks. Um, but yeah, there's, there's rooftop zip lines and all kinds of weird shit happening. Um, and it's definitely pulling a bit from the movie Escape from New York. Um, the poster is a, is a direct reference to that. So um, that's cool for me. Yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah. It's already halfway over, and I'm happy that it's halfway <laughs> over. Not that it's bad, just that I like something. It doesn't that's need to be too long. Yeah, yeah a little I agree with you. Uh, so I have uh, I have two things, and uh, both are horror, and both are popular horror movies over the last like few months. One of them... I watched with uh, Andy uh, last uh, last week after our podcast, Evil Dead Rises. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was definitely had its creepy moments, graphic moments. I didn't think it was like super, super scary, but I think it's also tough. I said this to somebody the other day. It's tough to make it scary when the main character is good looking. Like she's a beautiful woman and it's like, it's because even if she's possessed, you're like, no, I, I still would. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you just sit there and you look at that and it's like, I think it just takes away from it. But no, I'm all jokes aside. It was a, it was a good movie. It was graphic. It's uh it's creepy, but I mean, it's one of those movies too, that I think they give, they give the best scenes away. I think in the trailers though, too. Cause I think one of the best scenes in that movie is when she's looking through the, the, the peephole and sees her mother and she's possessed trying to get in and you see that in the trailers, but of course that's what's going to get you in the theaters. But unfortunately that probably is one of the scariest parts. So, uh, good movie nonetheless, but, uh, yeah, I wish you never even <clears throat> saw who gets possessed. Cause there would be like oh, exactly. a little bit of a mystery because yeah, cause it, it ends up, the mystery is that multiple people do end up getting possessed. But so much of the marketing was based on her because, cause it was a great performance. Yeah, and no, she did great. It was a great casting of interesting looking person. Like you say, Oh, she's a beautiful person. She's also 
interesting looking, different looking than non-conventional. I don't know. I'd say yeah, the, no, the, the for bright sure. red hair and everything. It's a, yeah. yeah, and uh, I'm actually excited for this one. The last one, uh, other movie I saw this week was on Sunday. I was with my uh, <clears throat> one of my really good buddies and his wife and his kid, which is going to be relevant here in the story. But we saw the movie Smile. And uh, there's been multiple times where I feel like I've been with Andy after the podcast and he's like smiles been brought up, but I hadn't seen it. I'm glad I finally saw it because I'm going to be honest. I thought it was terrific. I really it's I thought it was a great little horror movie. Uh, it's very realistic in the point that like, you know, it's about like, you know, mental patients and stuff. And then like they have the whole little thing about, you know, when you watch somebody, you know, spoilers. I'm sorry for anybody that hasn't seen it yet. You can stop listening or if you haven't seen it by now, I mean. What are you doing? Because this has been out for quite some time. I think it's on Amazon and... We watched it on Amazon, yeah. And uh, Paramount or something? So yeah. We watched on one of those, too. Yeah. Because they have both of them. So it was one of those two we watched it on. But it is on both of those. And, uh, you know, it's when you see somebody brutally murder themselves, it's like this thing gets possessed onto you. And uh, <clears throat> it had a lot of jump scenes, which uh, I'm not... You know, those are what get me. I, and, like, the psychological stuff, like... The fact that, you know, talking to mental patients and stuff that could be real. And like, that's the stuff that gets me. I'm not like zombies don't scare me. Like, you know, Freddy Krueger in your dreams doesn't scare me, Michael Myers. But it's the stuff like this where you're going to like a mental facility and you're seeing people that actually have like real issues. And it's like, so it was, it was really well done. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. And uh, I'm just going to briefly say a little quick story about it. I, like I had mentioned earlier, I watched it with uh, one of my really close buddies and his wife and his 10 month year old son. And at 10 months, kids are smarter than you think, especially like, you know, in babies, whatever. And, uh, you know, they're used to watching the TV and, uh, Brooke was in a recliner and, uh, me and Tyler, my buddy were on uh, the couch. It's a good sized couch. And we were letting, uh, Cade, who is the 10 month year old baby roam around on the couch and he's doing his thing. And he, there was this one scene where, uh, She's talking to a therapist and again, spoilers, but she's talking to a therapist, but the therapist isn't really there and she gets a phone call and it's from the actual therapist saying like, oh, I'm going to come over soon, but she thinks she's talking to the therapist and then the smile comes on and she gets up and the therapist comes towards her and right at that moment, Cade has his hands on my mom, my leg and he looks up and he starts watching it and in the scene, there's nothing like too scary. I mean, for like a 10 month year old to see, I mean, it's two women. She's not like possessed. She's not like a demonic or anything. It's just two women and she grabs her. And I think she like throws her down or something like that happens, but there's a loud scene and Cade was just watching it for a good 10 seconds. And then when the scene got kind of loud and it ended and she like, kind of like snaps out of what was going on, he just turns over and looks at me with the most shocked look on his face as if like, did you just see what I just saw? And he just stared at me like just in, like he was in a trance for like a good eight to 10 seconds. And I could not stop laughing. And then he goes over and looks at his mom that was sitting like to my left. And her and I were both just cracking up because it was one of the funniest things. And it's like, yeah, kids that age probably shouldn't be watching horror movies. Cause I mean, what is it? Are they processing it or not? I don't know, but it was the fact that this kid's used to watching like Miss Rachel and, uh, you know, uh, Sesame street and shit like that. And he actually sees a horror scene and his expression was like, he knew he saw something out of the ordinary. Like I can promise you that 
his face was in shock. And I mean, I wish I could reenact that scene. I wish I could have his face on film, but it, it was one of the funniest things. And I've, it's crossed my mind a bunch of times since because it was really hilarious. But uh, yeah, no, I honestly thought Smile was great. I would recommend that to people. A lot of good jump scenes. Uh, great movie, great movie. I mean, the plot was great and everything, but uh, a lot of good jump scenes. And I know Andy saw Smile too, and I remember he talked about it a while back, but he probably saw when it came out, which I mean, what was it, like March or something? I don't even remember when it came no, out. No, it was September of last year. Yeah, September yeah. down, damn. No. It, it made it made a lot of money. It made over. It was it was a great movie. It really was. Like it's that was a well done horror movie. Well, it, was, it, it it marketed well. Of course, we talked about the like random people with the smile in public. Yeah, and they did that. The Oakland A's games, which yeah. rest in peace, Oakland A's. <laughs> Um, but yeah, just a little nice little hook there. Um, it worked. Um, I don't know. Will, will there be a smile too? I don't know. We will have to see. Yeah. Um, but I, I got two more. Um, the Bear season two. I'm not going to talk too much about it. I've only watched a couple episodes. But yeah, this came out on Hulu last week. It's all been released. You can watch them all. And it seems like the entire internet's already did all their discussions about it. But um, I'm going to take it slow on that. Um, but yeah, this is one of the, the shows to watch on Hulu. Um, so if you probably already heard of it, but it is back. So the bear, um, and we got the last one here. This is the big one, uh, Indiana Jones and the dial of destiny. So, um, one of the most anticipated movies of the year yet ended up, you know, box office came out. It was, it was a flop. It's going to be a flop based on how much money they spent on it. Um, but people did see it. And um, it was not on my top ten. That does not mean it was bad. This is actually, it is good. It is good. There are good scenes. Um, you do have to be comfortable with the fact that Harrison Ford is an 80-year-old man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think they make him do too much that takes you out of it. Um, I think one of the problems with the last movie is he was a 60-something-year-old. And they're pretending he was still 50 or something. Um, but now he is, he is an old man and he acts like an old man. <clears throat> it doesn't mean you can't have an entertaining movie out of it or a good mystery, good adventure, um, good villain, Mads Mikkelsen. It's very reliable to have him there. You just know, okay, that's a creepy German dude. He's, I think he's Danish in real life, but you know, that's German-ish enough, right? Um, there's a good long sequence with a de-aged Harrison Ford doing action, and it's a little awkward um, because it is his old man voice in a young man's recreation of who he was and uh, older people just sound different maybe it's something you haven't really thought of too much but they do Um, especially when you get that old maybe at 65 you're not your voice isn't too much different but it is at 80 or whatever he was late 70s when he's filming this movie uh there is a noticeable difference um but you you just kind of get past it. it it's movies this is not real life it's not a documentary um, and just go along for the ride because it is Harrison Ford. This is probably the last time he's going to be in a big movie. Um, I hope he he's still out there making other stuff. But yeah, as far as like a huge budget thing, um, probably the last time. And he's he's one of the legends. So um, it's definitely worth worth seeing. Um, it's a lot of fun. I do feel bad at how much people are enjoying the failure because they want to like make some point about Disney or something. Um, but Harrison Ford doesn't deserve that. He doesn't. You can have all the disagreements you want about Disney, but don't take it on Harrison Ford. You know. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is not a disaster in any way. Even if it loses a hundred million dollars, 
Um, that's kind of irrelevant. Um, it's a fun time at the movies. Maybe 10 minutes too long, but it's not like a three-hour movie, but it's still fun. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So that's Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. All right. Well, that uh, I think that like wraps us up, huh? All right. Well, you've been listening to episode 331 of the Tony's Take podcast for the entertainment episode. And I'm Tony. And with me, we had uh, Off-Road Andy. Yes, thank you. And uh, thanks for listening. And again, subscribe, tell a friend. And uh, just, you know, we're all thankful for all you guys that keep on listening because uh, we've been doing this a long time. 331 episodes is no joke. And that's just in general because we've done 331 entertainment and 331 sports episodes. So really... We're close to 700 episodes when you really break it down. So uh, we appreciate all you guys. So please, again, tell friends, tell family, tell someone. But uh, we appreciate you guys listening. So uh, thank you very much. Sean can be here tonight, but he loves you all as well as we love you all. So uh, have a good rest of your week, and we'll see you again uh, next week. Thank well, you. I just want to point out that episode seven, I just pulled it up. I remember my first Zima. Oh, uh, I saw the Snapchat we were, on my story. We were just young men back then. Oh, and, yeah, uh, like 26 or 27 for me, I think. Yeah, yeah. Go check it out. So Very good. Yeah. Game of Thrones season seven, we did an episode about. Oh. Just on its own. So that's how long ago it was. And what about Andy calls out the next musician to die? <laughs> just tells you. Anthony still hasn't seen Jurassic Park. That uh, I don't know if that's still true or not, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, we got some great, uh, some great uh, episode names here. From if you go back, I mean, this is a crazy one. But episode twenty-four, terror in Las Vegas. Oh yeah, that was a first-hand account of what happened in yeah. Las Vegas. The Las Vegas shooting. Ago. Yeah, when uh, twenty seventeen in October, when uh, uh, Breaking Ball Joe was there when that happened. And uh, there's one here that says uh, one boob gets you ten percent, which I don't know what that means. But uh, listen back to episode twenty-seven for that. That was uh, in two thousand twenty. Wait, is that no, what that, that that's just when this file is from? Okay, I was gonna say there's no way, yeah, that would have been like 2017 or something. Uh, Clippers continue to struggle. Andy has noticed that that is uh still relevant, <laughs> even if that was still in 2017, still relevant 2022, 23. Uh, but yeah, no, we we appreciate you guys, so uh, thank you very much, and uh, please keep uh, keep listening, and uh, I guess we'll we'll see you guys later. Goodbye. <laughs>